I want to, in tribute to uh, Mother's on Mother's Day, I, I want to read something that I came across. It's a it's a poem that's written by Amy Young, and I believe it it, it encompasses probably what everyone might be going through on this day or the, even this weekend of Mother's Day. It's called the wide spectrum of mothering. Let me read this to you, and maybe it will speak to your heart as well. To those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who experienced loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make this harder than it is. To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. And to those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your experience. And to those who lived through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who have aborted children, we remember them and you on this day. To those who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn that life has not turned out the way you longed for it to be. To those who step-parent, we walk with you on these complex paths. To those who envisioned lavishing love on grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be, we grieve with you. To those who will have emptier nests in the upcoming year, we grieve and rejoice with you. To those who placed children up for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness and remember how you hold that child in your heart. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart and we have real warriors in our midst. We remember you. Thought I'd share that with you all. I think it was pretty appropriate and uh, hopefully spoke to everyone listening today. Well, this wasn't uh, what I envisioned for our Sunday gathering for Mother's Day, and I'm not sure it's what you expected to be doing either. Social distancing, stay home, Zoom and FaceTime gatherings for Mother's Day. Not what you expected. It's kind of like the time Becky and I went on a morning walk. We've been doing that um, uh, semi-regularly. And if we don't go, it's not because of her. I probably, I'd rather stay home. But anyway, uh, we go on a morning walk. And one of those morning walks, we take our our walk, about a three-mile walk. And and we head on around. And halfway through that walk, there was this guy coming the opposite way uh, across the street big muscular man tattoos on his arms and he was walking a dog and this dog at the end of the leash was this little tiny itsy bitsy small little dog and I thought 
Um, wow, not what I expected at the end of that leash. And it wasn't what I expected at the other end of that tiny dog's leash either, that big old muscular guy. Sometimes there are unexpected things that happen in our lives. And sometimes there are unexpected lessons we learn from our mother. Mothers are teaching their kids many things about life. And here are some things I want to share with you. Maybe your mom might have taught you. Mothers teach us about foresight. Make sure, she says, you're, you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. Mothers teach us about logic. If you fall out of that tree and break your neck, don't come crying to me. Mothers teach us about maturity. Eat your vegetables or you'll never grow up. Mothers teach us about religion. You better pray that comes out of the carpet. And mothers teach us about time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. And mothers teach us about contradictions. Shut your mouth and eat your dinner. Or my favorite, quit chewing with your mouth full. Mothers teach us about contortionism. <laughs> Will you look at that dirt on the back of your neck? It's kind of hard to do that, I believe. Mothers teach us about perseverance. You are going to sit here until you eat every last piece of that broccoli. Mothers teach us about genetics. You're just like your father. Mothers teach us about the weather. Looks like a tornado swept through your room. And mothers teach us about the circle of life. I brought you into this world and I can take you out. Anyway, whatever our moms teach us, we love them just the same. And one of the tasks of mothers has been and is teaching. And when we are young, very few, if any, hold as much influence over children as mom. And that is why when the football player waves to the camera, what does he say? Hi, mom. Yeah. And dad may have taught him to play football, but mom is the big number one. Our ladies are seemingly always on the front lines of family, giving unselfishly that their families may have. We are pausing our, our, our Life of David series here to share a Mother's Day message, and we'll return back to Life of David next Sunday. But we're going to look at today's passage, which is found in Matthew 20, verses 20 through 23. And uh, we're, we're going to discover some lessons learned from a mother's plea for her boys. And once again, uh, like last Sunday, I, I've asked another person to do the scripture reading for today. And uh, this will be a blast from the past. So listen to the scripture reading for today. Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 through 23 reading from the New International Version. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, and, kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want? he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. And Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, 
but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. Thank you, Dave, for, for filling in as our scripture reader for the day, all the way from New Mexico. Uh, if some of you don't know, Pastor Dave was uh, uh, pastoring the Happy Valley Evangelical Church before before me, and he was there for at least, I think, 18 years, even more so. He grew up. If you look in some of the books, you'll see his pictures and family there, the Kokendorfers. But anyway, thank you, Dave, for reading scripture for us today. And this morning, we have, uh, we have read a scripture which is frequently used to illustrate seemingly negative things, and rightly so. At first glance, the story is of a mom trying to weasel her boys into the best seats in the house in the kingdom. And I say the kingdom because it seems to me that this mom didn't understand that Jesus' kingdom would be in heaven, but still thought he was going to overthrow Roman rule. So the kingdom to come, I want my, my boys to be part of that. Now, so nevertheless, let's consider five lessons here, five lessons we can learn from Salome. Salome. And uh, the, who is the mother of James and John, those sons of thunder, as they were called. And from her, let's, let's learn some how-tos and what-tos in this portion of Scripture. So the first lesson we can learn here today is the approach to Jesus. The approach to Jesus. There are several lessons we can see right here in, in this topic. First, she obviously knew that to get the best that life had to offer, Jesus was the one to approach. So she made it a point to come to him. Now, while dads have the ultimate responsibility for teaching and training the children about spiritual things, a mom's influence is immeasurable. She teaches us to approach Jesus with both our needs and also our desires. And then next, she brought her children to the feet of Jesus. And maybe one of the outstanding positive lessons we can learn from such a questionable story is the importance of having our offspring with us when we approach Jesus. And think about this. Her kids were grown. It doesn't matter much at all if her motives were pure for what we can learn from her. She brings herself, she brings her kids, uh, and, and also her requests to Jesus. And the Bible tells us to bring our needs, to bring our families, and even our wants to Jesus. We need to be doing those things. The message of Jesus is always the same. It's come to me. Uh, bring it to me. Mothers teach us all kinds of lessons. But one of the greatest is to bring all your cares to Jesus. Then there's a second lesson we can learn here from uh, this mother. The attitude toward Jesus. The attitude towards Jesus. It's very interesting to watch children and discover that they carry the attitude of their parents. Teachers out there, you probably have already seen that as you've had the students in your classroom and then you have the parent-teacher conferences going on. And you're going, ah, that's why that kid is like that. You see mom or you see dad. It's very interesting. They carry the attitude of their parents. And if a parent carries a prideful or arrogant or, or negative attitude, the kids will pick up on that. And as a general, general rule, 
will project the same attitude as their parent. And if a parent carries a positive, a happy and caring attitude, then the child will pick upon that. This is especially true in the case of mom because generally she spends a great deal more time with the little ones. And notice this mom's attitude toward Jesus. In the Holman Christian Standard Bible version it says she knelt down before Jesus. Now most of the newer translations say she bowed down. But the King James Version says she came worshiping him. For all the wrong things we may see that she, that, that she did, she taught her adult boys how to show respect to the Lord. The word worship literally means to kiss or lick the hand, showing respect. <laughs> and I, I, I don't anticipate any licking of the hands of those spiritual mentors in your life either. It, it might come across a little differently. But just uh, give them honor. But this is a far different display of attitude, though, than seems to be the norm today. Somehow, the respect for Jesus seems to be almost lost, even among believers. Do we truly feel the need to kneel before him? Do we present an attitude or, 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 of ultimate respect or, or treat him like one of us? What do we do? How do we approach him? Then there's the appeal for Jesus. A third lesson we can learn in this portion of Scripture. Verse 21 gives us several visuals which we need to take to heart. Notice that when she comes to Jesus in the right way and in the right attitude, he asks her, what do you want? And think about how wonderful this is. The Son of God, the Messiah, the, the Deliverer, the, the sacrifice for our sins is concerned about what we want. <laughs> That's amazing. And to me, this is nothing shy of amazing. It's incredible. The translations use the words want and wish and request and desire, among others. It's to express that Jesus was truly interested in what this mom wanted. There's the and there's the point here. He didn't have to ask her because in his divinity, he knew what the request would be. But yet, he asked. What a great reminder that when we come to Jesus, he is interested in our needs. He's interested in our, our wants, our desires, all those things. Also, he wants us to tell him our heart. What's on, what's on our heart? What are we feeling what are we going through? He wants us to tell, the, tell, tell him those things. Whether they're good or bad, it doesn't matter. And for this mom, maybe she was attempting to get her boys a leg up, or maybe she was attempting to make sure they would be willing, you know, being able to take care of after she and, and dad were gone. But don't, don't, don't miss this. She was honest with the Lord Jesus. God desires for us to be transparent with him. And maybe there have been times when you've gone to the Lord in prayer and then was less than honest about what you wanted or what was on your heart. Hopefully at that moment, you discover that when you attempt to fool God, <laughs> you're really just fooling yourself. 
What you attempt to hide from God, you're really just hiding from yourself. And when you come clean with God, then you become honest with yourself. And it is at this point that God can speak to you and work in your life in a very real way. This mom was very transparent with the Lord. Then there's a fourth lesson we can learn here. It's the awareness about Jesus. The awareness about Jesus. When Jesus speaks in verse 22, the mom is silenced. <laughs> and why? Could it be that maybe for the first time she realized the seriousness of her boys walking with Jesus? Maybe for the first time she caught on to the cost as she was looking into the eyes of the Lord and heard that those seats required the ultimate commitment. Maybe when she heard his words, she wished she could take back her request. But think about this conversation. Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking and how difficult this journey will be, Mom. And Mom went silent. If you close your eyes, uh, you might see a picture of a mom who was attempting to get the cushy jobs for her boys and found herself in amazement at what she had done. <laughs> Maybe when Jesus turned to the boys and asked them, are you up for this job? She had already changed her mind because for the first time, she became aware of who Jesus was and what it was that he required. Yesterday, our family, well, it was Bree, Maddie, Becky, and Ivan. I didn't participate in this. They participated in a Wherever You Are 5K. And it was created by none other than our son, Zachary, Mr. Runner. Go figure. He ended up running this 5K at around a 5.22, 5 minutes and 22 second mile pace. That is crazy. But our clan was a bit surprised by the 5K route they took in our neighborhood. <laughs> As some of you know, we live at the bottom of a hill. And uh, the first quarter mile was about a 500-foot climb on up the road. Some of them didn't know what they were getting into by running a 5K in our hilly neighborhood. What they thought a 5K looked like didn't accurately depict the 5K before them that day. Now I wonder how many times people think they know what it means to follow Jesus, and then through God's Word and the Holy Spirit, they become aware that what they thought was not entirely accurate. Some people think that following Jesus is only about a, a one-time decision. It's made and left at the altar. Make that decision at a, at a church service or at a camp. And you go to the altar and one-time thing and you're there, you're done, good, and so you don't have to do anything more. Others think it's only about being baptized. Others think other, other things like it's about church membership or getting into the leadership of the church. You know, and then, you know, that's, that's, that's where I'm at in following Jesus. To become aware of what is actually required of, of someone who follows Jesus can range from surprise to shock. They might be going, wait, wait, wait a minute. They might say, wait a minute. Deny myself? Um, pick up my cross? Hmm. Or, or consider pure joy when I face trials? 
Uh, I didn't read that in the small print, so I don't know if that's something I should be doing as a follower of Jesus. Some people can be pretty surprised, pretty shocked, about what it means to be a follower of Christ. Well, a, a fifth lesson that we can learn out of this portion of Scripture is the acceptance of Jesus. The acceptance of Jesus. As we read verse 23 and get the divine design for the kingdom, we notice one important thing. Mom didn't argue. She didn't argue. She didn't discuss it. She didn't try to debate it with, with, with the Lord Jesus. She just accepted his words as truth. The acceptance of Jesus. What a legacy. <laughs> to have a face-to-face -face with the Lord of glory is to walk away a changed person. While the scripture doesn't track in detail the wife of Zebedee, the mother of James and John, this lady known as Salome, we do see her at the tomb of Jesus. And this seems to be pretty conclusive that her encounter with Jesus led, her, led to her acceptance of Jesus, the Savior of the world. Of all a mother can say and do for her children, young and old, giving her life totally and completely to Jesus will have the greatest impact on her children. And here's why. A mom sold out to the Lord Jesus is a mom who will display a life that demonstrates everything good and everything right. Because of this, she will instill in her children a need to love the Lord, a need to walk in His way, a need uh, to, to fulfill His calling in their life. A mom who is sold out to Jesus has a whole bunch to offer to her children. And are you going to do it perfectly? No, no. But the thing is, is, if you don't do it right, you discover that quickly and you make it right. You make it right. But the results, results of a sold out mom to the Lord Jesus is a, is, is a kid whose their children, the mom's children is going to seek to discover this Jesus who, who, whose mom loves and serves as well. They'll, they'll seek him out. They see mom serving Jesus in this way, and, and they also, too, wonder, well, what does she have that I don't? And how can I get it? Who is this Jesus? I want to know more about him. They can also find their purpose in life. Jesus can fulfill that. The Holy Spirit can lead and guide and direct in a person's life. To have that relationship with Jesus, you're being connected with the Holy Spirit in that way, being guided by Him. And you also have children, on the most part, who make good decisions, good choices. Like I said, perfectly? No, of course not. But as those decisions are made and some bad ones are made, you recognize that and you make it right. Anyway, I believe that uh, from this uh, from Mrs. Zebedee, we can learn uh, some very good lessons. Five good lessons from uh, this portion of Scripture and from this mother. And I trust today, as you consider this message and consider this portion of Scripture, you'll look at it in a different light. And maybe you also, too, will discover some other lessons you can learn from this mother. Let me pray uh, as we close our time here together. Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus, thank you for this message. Thank you, Lord, for being with us here today. And I pray, Lord, that you would be with each mother, each woman who's joining in here today, watching, listening. I pray, Lord, that you would just remind each one of them that they are dearly loved by you. Heavenly Father, you sent your Son. You sent your Son, Jesus, to earth to show the example what it is to be obedient to his Father and to show the example of holiness, to show that example to his disciples and to us. And then to go to that cross and die for our sins. And then be buried in that tomb. But then after that, after three days, the tomb was empty. Jesus is not there. He's living today. We serve a risen Savior. Lord, I pray that each woman here today, each mother today would realize how much you love them. And I pray, Lord, that if today there's someone out there, anyone out there that's listening, watching, that just need to stop and just pray and receive you as Savior, pray, Lord, that they would just say a simple prayer of receiving you and, and repenting of their sins and, and, and bringing you in, receiving you in to their, to their life. And then to walk in your ways from here on. Lord, I pray that if there's someone who's praying that prayer, that you give them full assurance about that. Full assurance about their decision to follow you. And receive you as Savior. And Lord, I pray that also too, that you would just continue to guide and direct each one of us as we, we look to walk in your ways. Lord, thank you for mothers. Thank you for my mom. Thank you, Lord. She's in heaven. And I, I just pray, Lord, that you would bring comfort to those whose mothers are gone on before us. And I pray, Lord, that you would just continue to provide your comfort and your peace, especially on this day when we would love to be able to celebrate our moms. Lord, thank you also, too, for this day speaking to our hearts about the lessons learned from Mrs. Zebedee. And I pray, Lord, that we put them into practice. All of us, we can all learn from this. Thank you, Jesus, for this time together. Thank you, Lord, for this day you've given us. We love you, Lord, very much. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. And I trust that all the women, especially mothers here, will listen, who are listening today will have a, a wonderful Mother's Day. And uh, check the links in the description and um, the announcements there on our Facebook and Instagram stories at HVE Church. And uh, post your pics of, of the service onto Facebook and show us how you're enjoying this time together. We'd love to see them. And remember, stay well, stay safe, be blessed, and be a blessing.